Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I am one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Across from me, we have Freddie. What's up, everyone? Also known as Nighty Knight. Uh, David's not here right now. He's in nope. San Diego. Uh, but he'll be back for the next episode, so he says. And all we'll the see. spooky boys will be back. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully. Spooky boys. <laughs> spooky boys. I love you guys so much. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So sit. So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. And that's like with a what? K. By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, our featured film for tonight. Michael O'Shea's The Transfiguration. Pretty good. First and foremost, thoughts. Um, okay, I think I talked to you a little bit yesterday, saying that the first half of the movie, I was kind of bored a little bit. It's fair. It's very quiet, very yeah, slow paced. It's a very slow movie. Uh, I actually really like the ending, though. Me too. I do. That was a really good ending. Yeah. Little out of left field a little bit for me, but I was like, you know what? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It it really kind of honed in the story as to why it was so slow in the beginning. Yeah. Like, it just kind of brought it back around, and it it gave us that why. And I feel like it had a good message behind it. I feel like it brings up a lot of conversations about the movie, because in reality, it's like... He's always talking about being a vampire, 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 but was he ever really a vampire? That's the thing. It's like... What's the definition of a vampire then? Right. Yeah. Because he talks about all the different movies, uh, TV shows, or books. And types. And types. Yeah, just like different types of vampires. Because even like in like his little journal, he was like journaling about certain types of vampires and things like that. So it's... It was it's super interesting behind all of that, um, mainly because of how he saw himself, and this is something that I find actually really important, especially because this is still for Black History of Horror Month, right? Yeah. So, um, we the way that this kind of all plays out in a way is just like. Oh, this is a black kid from the hood in New York, uh-huh. and on top of him being in the hood in New York, like he he had to find something that he can take his mind off of his reality. His yeah, exactly. Yeah. And granted, it was a fucked up thing that he used to kind of ground himself a little bit, but at the same time, that's that was his, and that was yeah. something that he can call his, um, which I find fascinating. It's a it's a really fascinating thought yeah. that uh, he chose vampirism or uh, vampiric things that made him uh, cathartic to actually live his, his life. life. Yeah. And it's it's oh gosh, it, it and even he knew story. it was not the best route or decision. Right. Based on the ending, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> like based <laughs> on the ending, like, like he cool. definitely knew. Like okay. I shouldn't be doing this at all. Yeah, and but it, but he couldn't stop. He was Correct. addicted. Right? Yes, he had it planned out, calendar wise, everything wise. Uh, but yeah, it was a very interesting movie. Very different from what I've ever seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is a very different movie. Um, but at the same time, it's it, it was 
grounded. It was yeah. still normalized. Yeah, it, it was felt like, like oh yeah, real conversations with right. like kids talking to each other. Yeah, it reacting. felt it felt real, but it felt off too. Well, yeah, so, it felt it felt it felt like it was drowned in fantasy. Yeah, right, and that that was that was kind of beautiful about this movie though. Like, yeah, that that's what made this movie um, symbolized with vampirism. Yeah, and the fact that he had vampires or he liked vampires and things like that, because it's kind of hard to consider this a horror movie, right? True. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, like this is definitely a genre film that you won't see um, placed in, I guess, in in any other category. Like you, you have no choice except to place it in the horror category because you're just like, I don't know what this movie truly is. Therefore, this is where it's going to go. Horrifying, so. Right. It, it was yeah. scary, especially when he did the vampire acts. Yeah. That shit was scary. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty good. I, I, it was good. It was like uh, his kills were pretty interesting, like with his little pen shiv. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I, see, no vampire fangs. That's his thing. Exactly. It's all right. Yeah. It works. That, that's, that's Literally, what it I works. Thought. That's what I thought it was so interesting behind it because he chose something more real, Correct. I guess, to have for his fangs. Yeah, and I'll say this, like, we'll talk about scene by scene afterwards, but my main opinion, I feel like he was never a vampire. He was just Yeah, he's just, he was just kid, a kid. Yeah. A kid that just found something dark. And kind of like what you were saying, it's like, oh yeah, it could have been his escape. Yeah. From what's around him and stuff yeah. like that, coping with his mother's death or right. just seeing, exploring like a passion of his. Yeah. It's like, oh, I love vampires. I want to become a vampire. Yeah. Now I am a vampire, and, and now I'm just going to study about them and do right. my thing and learn more about myself. Yeah. It's like a self discovery movie. Yeah, and and he was very obsessed with it to the point where, like, even we got like closer in the beginning when yeah. he was talking to the counselor. He was so obsessed with it that he was like actually killing animals and, and sucking people. their blood, and then he moved on to people. Correct. Um, and it's man, like it, it's it's so wild. interesting. It's such a weird movie, but it works really, really well. Yeah, because he seems like a normal kid for the most part. Yeah, a little off, but it yeah. could be something about mental health too. Maybe, yeah, for sure. And Tragedy. That, being that's in what I think. Wrong more area. So, like. Uh, kind of strokes too is that yeah. it, it's more of a tragedy than anything, Correct. right? And because um, there's moments in this movie that, like it, it, it's generally sad. Yeah, like there's there's nothing really Throughout, happy very... about this movie. Like it, like the brother can't leave the house because he's suffering from PTSD, yeah. and uh, their mom killed herself in a in a room right next to Milo's room. Yeah. She discovers her. Yeah, Sophie's getting abused by her grandfather. Yep. Like, it, it, it's fucked up all around. <sighs> Gang members are right around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Live downstairs, harassing them, and all this whole other shit. So, it's a lot of shit that they have to <laughs> deal with. Even the kids at kids. school, like, beat them up. That's right. <laughs> Piss on them. Yeah. And it's tough fucked life. up. Like, it's, yeah. it's a really tough life. And, like, even if, like... That, and that was the thing, though. He never, he never used his power, I guess, for yeah. revenge. True. He only used it for literally his obsession. Maybe just once. The you, la the well, not the girl, but that drunk guy. You think that was for 
I don't think that was for. I thought it was like an easy target. He saw that he was like a hitting some other girl, and he's like, yeah, you know what, this I, guy. I don't think it was mainly that. I just think it was the fact that like this dude's drunk. Yeah, easy. Like, yeah, like easy target. Gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, follow him into Maybe. his house. Um, I don't think he did it out of revenge. Just though. because I only think that is because like, oh yeah, now it's been the two days past or something like that. Right. He missed his date. And he's like, oh. And I feel like that's where I was like, oh, yeah, he doesn't really need to do this. He's just doing it to do it now. Yeah. So he's choosing. Yeah. And he, he's and what he, I looked at. Like, it, it, it feels like he's not necessarily addicted to the sucking of the blood part. Yeah, because he throws up, like, almost immediately exactly. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, so it it feels like he's more so addicted to the, 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 hunt. the hunt. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, I feel like him going for the hunt is him actually – uh, getting that that satisfaction because yeah. when he does drink the blood, he does throw up. Yes. So it's it's interesting. What a fascinating fucking movie. Yeah. What a very interesting movie. And this, <laughs> Low key, I thought he was going to come back to life at the end. <laughs> I was like, he didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, is this going to be one of those movies? Like, oh, he's just a sick kid with mental health problems, and he's like, and it's like, nope, he's actually a real fucking vampire. Comes out heartless and everything. It's like heartless <laughs> because they pull his heart out. During, like, the corner visit. So That's it's true. Like, it's That's like, true. man, this guy is a fucking savage. I don't know why my mic is, like, super low right now. So just give me one sec. I'm going to push a button, see if that helps. And I think it did. But we'll nice. see. Button pushing. <laughs> button pushing. Button pushing. Don't push my buttons. Unless you want to. Woo! <laughs> um, But, no, I'm right there with you. Like, yeah. that... That, uh, it's, I could see you thinking that just because of how fantastical, like, his mind was. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I don't know. It's like, he was so sure of it. It's like, oh. That's true. He was. And I was so doubtful the whole time. I was like, maybe. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. You didn't. Like, is this Man of Steel? The little pebbles gonna rise up or whatever? Never seen Man of Steel. Sorry. That's right. I think it was Man of Steel. I don't know. know. He died in one of them. Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was but Batman versus Superman, die. right? I don't know. Oh, I don't whatever. Care. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Probably. Yeah. Man, 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 One of those dumb movies. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the plot. Cool. Transfiguration, directed by Michael O'Shea, released on April 7th, 2017. And there's actually, this movie was so under the wraps that I, oh, for sure. I couldn't find shit. I couldn't find trivia. I couldn't find. I couldn't find uh, budgets. I couldn't find earnings. Nothing. Seems very, very low budget, though. It seems super low budget. Very this, handheld camera. Yes, and I noticed that right away. I was oh, one hundred percent. Oh shit! This like, yeah, and I yeah. even put that a few times in in, yeah. in our notes where I I think they didn't want to do it this way. I just think they really genuinely couldn't afford a tripod. Correct. Yeah. So, Fair enough. So I mean, it hey, is what that's it is. how Breaking Bad started. That's true. Mostly handheld. Yeah, so. that is true. You're right. Um, but a score of 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Like, holy <laughs> crap. Solid. Yeah, like, I didn't Certified think it was gonna, fresh. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to get that type of a score um, just because this movie definitely seems niched. Yeah. Like, this, movie, this movie doesn't even seem like your average uh, horror fan. This is, like, more of, Very. like... Yeah, like, this is, like, a movie that, like, you if you dive deep in horror this is going to be your type of movie yeah but if you're if you're on kind of like the outskirts and you're maybe still trying to get into it and things like that i think people are going to find this movie boring correct and they're not going to uh 
assimilated as horror. But definitely a character piece too. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is this is definitely this is the initially uh, the Joker version, of, or this is initially a vampire version of Joker. That's true. Like, yeah, he's yeah. just a little kid, and he is kind of going through his his own mind, and in a way, like he still is kind of imagining certain things, like certain relationships and things like that, yep. kind of like Joker. Um, but it's it's all in all, it's fascinating. Whatever, we'll we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, we open to a shot of an African American kid's hand with the sound of sucking. <laughs> this was a very odd. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Beginning because it seemed like there's like a sex scene going on. Right, exactly. And you're just like, huh, interesting way to open this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but there is a man u- uh, using the bathroom that hears the noises coming from the stall. We get a shot back to the kid sucking uh, with his head down. And I put here, I know this sounds weirder than it actually is, but bear with me. <laughs> uh, the man finishes using the bathroom and goes over to uh, to the stall, confused to see what's going on, and checks underneath the stall door and see two men's feet facing each other. The man, not wanting to get involved with this potentially sexual act, He's leaves. like, I'm out. He's like, I'm fucking done. I do not want to be a part of this at all. <laughs> um... Uh, and he dips on out, but we cut back to the teenager in the stall pulling away from a businessman who is dead with a hole of pouring blood from his neck. He steals his money and walks out of the stall to put his jacket on and wash up. He looks at himself in the mirror, and we get the title shot. And it's actually it's, and it, the title shot's actually really beautiful, like because yeah. it, it just it's. So it just so, happens out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, and it has that weird noise. And yeah. Shit. yeah. <laughs> but it, it was actually a really clever way, way to of put doing it. it. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if you're familiar with the actual term of transfiguration. So it, it's, a, it's a term that's used in uh, like Catholicism. Interesting. And um, here, let me bring up the actual definition. But. Um, it's the transfiguration of Jesus. Sorry to bring it there, folks, but that's what the name of the movie is. Uh, the transfiguration of Jesus is a story told in the New Testament when Jesus is transfigured and becomes radiant in glory upon a mountain. Uh, the huh. uh, synoptic gospels describe it, and the second apostles of Peter also refers to it. Uh, so initially, it's literally literally him coming to terms of Jesus. <laughs> so, Damn. yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, super interesting. Um, I don't know how it relates to the movie, though. Well, if you if you think about it, like him coming to terms that like vampires shouldn't exist. Okay, fair enough. And that's that. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, the young man known as Milo is walking out of the bathroom from his bus station, uh, or from this bus station. He is on the train doing his homework, headed back home. He makes it back to his room and pulls out a calendar that has a circle on it, and Milo exits it out. He is now watching a video on his computer about a spider versus a wasp. He watched some fucked up videos. Yeah. (laughs) While he is eating cereal, he picks up the money that uh, he took earlier to put in a safe place. Um, And I put here, I love that the money still has the blood on it after the event of earlier. Milo stashes behind all these VHS tapes um, that are vampire movies. Cut to Milo throwing up in a trash can in his room. His alarm goes off for school. Doesn't, I don't think he ever went to sleep. Probably not. I just think he just stayed up. Vampires don't sleep. Yeah. They do. (laughs) (laughs) Milo is in class, zoned out, looking out of the window. We cut to Milo speaking to a school psychologist. We find out that Milo doesn't have any friends. The psychologist asks him if uh, if he is thinking about hurting animals again, but he tells her that he doesn't have those thoughts anymore. 
I mean, what else are you going to say? Yeah. Well, it's just like, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I Every do. Every time. And I feel like hurting you now. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> no, Milo! <laughs> um, we cut to Milo sitting down underneath some stairs, drawing or writing in his notebook. Uh, while walking while walking out of the school, there are a group of African-American kids that start chasing Milo. Milo gets cornered by the kids, held down, and one of them actually takes a piss on him. Jesus Christ. Man, that sucks. Yeah. Milo gets out of the out of their clutches and goes home and immediately heads to the bathroom to clean up. Uh, you can see that Milo has this terrible scar on his back that they never address. Actually, that's true. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I was like, wait, they never really talked about they it. They never address that. So I, I was always intrigued by that. Um, they've always said that, like, his dad was abusive, right? They- no, no, no. They said the dad was a, was sick. Yeah. Yeah, but... He never, passed away. Yeah, never addressed that scar on his back. They showed it twice. And even Sophie never brought it up either. You know, I like stuff like that sometimes. Leave I it do. open to yeah, interpretation. Yeah. Go for it. Um, it looks like a burn mark of some kind. Yeah. So. I think the first time, well, when I watched it, I was like, oh, maybe it's like a burn effect from a vampire thing? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, or maybe it's from Sit the transfer- midnight? I don't maybe know. it's from the transfiguration itself, like the actual literal term, because it said blaze of glory. So maybe it's just a literal term. Um, after he is all cleaned up, he goes out of the bathroom and sees his brother Lewis on the couch. Lewis asks Milo if he got milk. He's <laughs> like, yo, did you get milk? <laughs> you know what? I'll say this. I, I love the brother dynamic, but this brother was terrible at acting. Yeah. So bland. Yeah, he was super bland. But at the oh, same okay, time. for sure, Milo. At all the right, same Milo. time, like, there were moments where it worked to his favor. Like, I guess. Like, when he had to talk to Milo about doing what he had to do. Yeah. When Milo kept asking him, like, if he's killed someone yeah. when he was back in Afghanistan. Um and like it worked his in that whole moment. story so, yeah it, like it, it worked in that moment for sure uh milo okay. tells him no and then milo asks him if he paid the in, uh the internet bill um lewis tells him no <laughs> and tells him to pay the internet himself and get milk while he's at it milo's uh stuck in a trance is looking at a bedroom door lewis asks what is he doing milo tells him nothing and heads into his room we cut to Milo watching a video of lions eating a, a gazelle. Lewis calls for Milo to tell him that he has uh, that he has to leave for a few hours. We cut to Milo on a roof. He is taking notes about a specific vampire by the name of Carmilla. Year 1872. Um, uh, she cannot walk in sunlight, needs blood to survive. It's known heritage. It's Ireland. And garlic has no effect. And all the other stuff was actually blocked by his hand. Uh, but we get an incredible shot of, of where Milo pretty much lives. You can tell that this is in the slums of some part of New York. Um, we cut to Milo walking down the street at night to make it back home. While Milo, uh, while walking, there are a group of young young adults uh, that call out to Milo by calling him a freak. And they call him a freak a few a times. Lot. Yeah. Uh, Milo waves while speeding, speeding up his pace a little bit. Uh, the group of men are making fun of him while he is walking away. Milo stops outside the door because he sees a young white, uh, young white girl by the name of Sophie. Sophie looks like she is uh, moving into the project housing unit. Uh, she has two big duffel bags. They never said where she came from, did she? Uh, or did they touch on that? No, I think they just talked about the cousins. Okay, that's what no. I thought too. Um, Milo slowly creeps behind her <laughs> to tell her that the elevator is broken. Scares the shit out of her. Right. <laughs> Scares the shit out of her. 
It's like she, creepy she, little kid. God I damn know, it. yeah. It's like, don't be sneaking up on people. This this girl reminds me of someone that we know. I'm not going to say say their name um, here, but you might know who I'm talking about. Um, but I'm not going to say their name here. I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, he opens the doors uh, to the stairs and tells her, this way, he's just dipping out. Yeah. Because, like, he's just super socially awkward, right? Like, yeah. he doesn't really know love, how to talk to people. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, he just dips out. Uh, but uh, he doesn't hold the door for Sophie. He actually just continues walking forward, like, so far that she can't even see him again. Sophie opens the door and calls out to Milo to ask if he could uh, help her with her bags. Milo is pretty much gone, but you hear him come back down the stairs to pick up her bags. <laughs> doesn't even respond. You just hear the footsteps. Yeah. Sure, I got you. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like it's it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah not so long. It's like, what floor are you on? Nine. Okay. Yeah, and, and he started going up. I was like, okay, all right, all right. Then he asks her what floor is she going on, and she tells him that she's going on the ninth floor. While walking up the stairs, she asks him what's his name. While walking, Milo. <laughs> like, <laughs> Milo, my name's Milo. Milo, my name's Milo. <laughs> keep, and just keep going. We go to Milo at the top of the stairs, already behind the door, not even phased by the flight of stairs that he just climbed. Sophie, however, huffing and puffing while coming up the stairs, she gives her thanks, and Milo is quickly headed back down the stairs. Based off of this awkward interaction, you can tell that Milo doesn't really know how to talk to people, right? No. Like, he's just like, there's a girl. Like, <laughs> there's a girl. Can't can we can't, can't talk can't, can't talk to you right now can't talk. Uh, we got to Milo outside walking in the field. While walking, he hears a group of kids and goes to check it out. He notices that there is a group of boys and the girl Sophie from that that he met earlier. One boy kisses Sophie, and the others are egging him on to keep kissing her. Um, they technically have their way with her. They don't show us this, thank goodness. Um, but they have her way with her, and yeah. they kind of just go about her day, go about their day. Uh, Sophie is sitting on a dirty couch in the field while Milo once again walks Stinks up behind up. her. Yeah, fucking creep. <laughs> and he slowly creeps up to Sophie and notices that she is cutting herself. So he asks if it, he asks her if it hurts. Sophie is startled by this question again. But she, again, yeah. Like, but she invites him to have a drink with him. Uh, a, a drink with her. While they are drinking, he continues with the same with the same question. Sophie tells him that uh, it is more like a release. And then shows Milo her other arm. She shares with him that she has psoriasis, um, but she tells him that it is not contagious, so don't don't worry about it. He is curious if he can uh, contract the disease by sucking on her blood. Yeah, he's like weirdo. Is it is it contagious by sucking on blood or by drinking blood? By, is what by blood or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he asks to see her arm um, that that she cut while Milo is going down to suck on her arm. Sophie pulls back, grossed out, and she's like, "Ew, gross." But that's kind of <laughs> sweet. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Oh, kids Wait, why are you saying that?" Kids are fucking weird. Um, but, 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 where am I? Milo apologizes and takes a drink from the brown bag alcohol. And I put here, I love how shaky the camera actually is in this movie. Yeah, because it gives you a sense of um, realism, realism in yeah. uh, like like an amateur. Yeah, like this it's gritty. It feels yeah, real. That's a good word yeah. for it, gritty, because yeah. it, it feels like a student's film, like a student's yeah. college, like final film or something. Um, fair, yeah. Which like a documentary or something. Exactly, which is completely fine. I mean, we've gotten some fantastic uh, final uh, final college student films. Ryan Coogler, Coogler for, yeah. for a perfect example with Fruitvale Station, and so on and so forth. So it's just you get a lot of good shit out of that kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> They make it to Milo's room. I don't. And by the way, I don't think Michael Shea like made this as like 
a teenager or anything. Like I, I think this is a, a, a very well older man. Uh, I would have to look it up, but uh, I'm pretty sure he is an older, older guy. Older gentleman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let me see if I can find a little bit more info. Michael O'Shea. Uh, this is literally his only movie. Interesting. Yeah. So not bad. Not bad. No, no, no. Not bad at all. But this is this is his only movie. Uh, he actually no correction. He made another movie just titled Milo. Yeah, that sounds. And it was a short. Uh, meet Milo, a boy from a far rockaway on his way to Times Square to meet um, an older man he met via the internet, but who is a predator and who is the prey. Holy shit. Is this the, it's the opening, opening scene. scene? It's the opening yeah. scene. That's fucking genius, actually. I need to watch this short. I've never seen this. Interesting. Holy crap. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. I wonder if it's Very the same kid. No, it's not. <laughs> Both the same kid. No, it's something like... Uh, uh, it's, it's a completely different kid. It's the internet man. <laughs> uh, I love this kid, man. I, I think... I think his name is Eric Ruffin, and he's such a... he's To me, I, I, I thought he was perfect for this role. Yeah, he did a really good job. Yeah, he did a really, really, really good really job. Good job. Um, I haven't seen him in much else. Other movies. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like looking at the list that he's in. Yeah, I've seen the girl before though, uh, Chloe Levine, because she plays in like a bunch of different horror films, like recently actually. So I've seen her a few times before, um, and she she also played uh, in the OA on Netflix. Never seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Uh, yeah. It was a cult cult show. I personally thought the show was terrible, but everyone loved it. But yeah, it's she she played in that. Uh, yeah, she was in Mr. Robot. That's oh. right. Yeah. But uh, she's gotten to become a better actress, but she's she's still a pretty good actress in this, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's still really good. Um, but good for her uh, for actually, like, you know, kind of making it in a way. But anyway, back to where we're going. Uh, they make it to Milo's room. Sophie notices all of the horror paraphernalia on the on his walls and is going to say that he seems like he's really into horror horror movies. Uh, Milo corrects her and embarrassingly embarrassingly tells her that he's actually into vampires. Um, after after I know right <laughs> after yeah. telling Milo that uh, he should watch Twilight, they awkwardly stand there until Milo asks Sophie if she would like to watch a video. He is showing her a video about animals being slaughtered. Yeah, literally, snuff films of freaking animals. Yeah, uh, Sophie is definitely not comfortable watching these videos, but Milo looks actually bored. Yeah, he, he looks like he's interested in it, but he's just like mesmerized. Yeah, like just lifeless in front of it. Yeah. Like nothing phases him. Like it doesn't him phase him, yeah. At all. Uh, Sophie gets up quickly and tells him that she has to go. Milo gets up and actually blocks the doorway. He apologizes for the vid- for showing her the video. Um, Sophie tells him that it's fine, but she has to go. She tries to open the door, but Milo is still in the way, and the door actually hits Milo's back. Uh, he finally moves out of the way, and she immediately just dips. Um, and I, I put, actually, that this is actually kind of terrifying. This yeah. is a terrifying moment, especially that we know what this kid kind of does. does. Yeah. So it's kind of scary. But at the same time, like if you, if you realize, I guess, based off of his MO. Yeah. Um, he doesn't choose anyone in his neighborhood. He goes to like some village else. or the, the upper East side or anything like that to pretty much the richer areas um, or the more bustling areas 
where there's mainly white people. That's true. So like he doesn't he doesn't do any of this in his own neighborhood or and things like that. And I'm I'm wondering if it's kind of like a not a respect thing, but it's just like these people don't have anything. Why take their life when their life is probably already taken? That or don't shit where you eat. That too. No. Or eat where you shit. I guess. I mean for both him. both works <laughs> for this analogy, but yes. <laughs> uh, we cut to Milo walking down on the, on the sidewalk. He is waiting. Um, in line inside of the inside of a government building, he, uh, we cut to Sophie in the laundry room washing her clothes. Milo is standing at the door about to uh, do his laundry as well, but decides to leave instead uh, because he doesn't want to face Sophie. Milo is back in his apartment looking at the door from earlier. We get a brief flashback of Milo, but we don't get much uh, from this flashback. His brother uh, Lewis interrupts him um, to get out, of, interrupts him out of this out of his zone state to ask, "What is he doing again?" Uh, Milo uh, says nothing and goes into his room. Milo is lying in the in bed watching a vampire movie. When the and uh, when the vampire actually makes a kill, he doesn't look at it. And this is this yeah. happens every time in the movie when he watches these vampire movies. For some reason, he never watches them do the kill. Yeah, I don't know. Embarrassing leading up to it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like he like uh, he doesn't like immediately maybe turn that's his head for out of him. Just, it's like maybe. Oh. Like I know what happens next, but that's part of what I like to do, so I don't care what the other ones do. Maybe, Maybe. yeah, because it's an interesting thought, mainly because of the fact that when he he doesn't turn his head like out of disgust, he mainly like like, turns his head like like I'm not interested. Yeah, Yeah. like I'm not interested. This doesn't really. I was interested until it got to that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. hmm. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's because like he more needs more, yeah, more into the hunt and things like that. How to get to that place? Exactly, exactly. And then he does rest. Yeah. Uh, we cut to him in the subway reading a vampire novel. Leaving out of the subway, he is going to a uh, to a restroom. While using the bathroom, there's a guy that comes uh, to the urinal next to him. Milo literally watches the man. Yeah. In his face, he's like staring at him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Oh my god, how uncomfortable! Yes, like it's a very uncomfortable kid. Yeah, like this little kid is looking at me. Use the bathroom. Ill. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's gross. Uh, the man leaves shortly after, and Milo continues using the bathroom. Milo is outside at a park, finishing up some more sketches and notes in his uh, vampiric notebook. We fade to night, and we are still at the park. Milo is asleep on the ground. A homeless man walks up, uh, walks by and bends down to see if he is awake. He says hello a few times, but doesn't wake. The homeless man starts reaching for something, and Milo wakes, and he, stabbed, and he stabs the man um, with his pen in the neck. And Milo runs over to start drinking the homeless man's blood. Once done, he leaves and heads back home. And he marks another night complete for his bloodlust. We transition to Sophie outside of a liquor store. She sees Milo walking across the street and asks if if she can uh, walk with him. While Milo, uh, while walking, Milo apologizes for the video once again. She tells him don't worry about it and then asks if he ever thinks about suicide. And this is where we kind of start getting into the transition, right? Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, okay, now it's planted into his head. And um, it's it's interesting because if, if she wouldn't have said that, he probably wouldn't have killed himself. Towards the end, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, we would probably have... It was like the first domino effect, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, so it's it's interesting. So we get his little mentality with his, like, response and stuff like that, too. Yeah. 
So, Definitely, no. yeah. Like you, you kind of see like how his mindset is. Where she, and and he says no. Yeah, he says not really. Like he, he's he's like, and then he says that he can't kill himself. Correct. Um, and I think that goes back to what you said that he enjoys the hunt because this was like him playing a game with himself. Yeah, it's the process to get right. to the point. It's like, oh, I planned all this. Yeah, and he was just like, because it, it's fascinating, man. It's fascinating. What an interesting movie. Like this is this is a movie that I find good. Yeah, it's it if has you take your time with it. It's very I don't want to say bland, but it's very slow paced. Not a lot's going on, but on another level, there's a lot of stuff that's like, oh, I wonder what he was thinking then. Oh, I wonder what this actually meant. There's a lot of yeah. deep layers to it. It's I not, agree. It's a nineteen oh movie. Yeah, it's 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 just interesting. Yeah, it's layered. Yeah, it's good. It, it's, it's layered very well too. Uh, Milo tells her, uh, not really, because he can't kill himself. Confused, Sophie asks if if it is against his religion, and he tells her, mm, something like that, but proceeds to tell her that his mom killed herself. Yeah. Back to the projects, Milo says goodnight and races up to the, uh, to the stairs ahead of Sophie. While Sophie um, is walking up the stairs, Milo comes back down to ask her if she would like to go to the movies with him tomorrow. We cut to Milo knocking on Sophie's door. Uh, she comes out and they head out uh, to go see Nosferatu. Hmm. Milo is looking very intensely at the movie on the silver screen, but Sophie looks at him to see the intention, the intention on his face. Milo is probably now thinking of ways that he can actually commit suicide as a vampire. Yeah. Because, I mean, you see Nosferatu does kill himself. He yeah. stays up and a window intentionally so he can get destroyed by the sun. Um, so it's interesting. Very interesting. Super interesting. Uh, they are leaving out of the movie. They're leaving out of the movie. Milo asked her um, if she liked it. And she said that she thought it was interesting and twilight is better. <laughs> Gross. Totally a teenage girl. Uh, she tells him that he should, he should see, uh, excuse me. She tells him that he should see it or at least read the first book. Milo tells her that he prefers let the right one in, um, and that yep. he'll show her he'll show her that movie one day. And I put hell yeah, fuck shout out, let's go, <laughs> let's go, fucking let the right one in, baby. So good, such a good movie, such a good movie, dude. Oh my gosh, when we get to Vampire Month, oh I cannot wait <laughs> until we show this movie. Uh, Sophie starts telling Milo um, her situation and as to why she is even in his neighbor in his. I don't want to say his. I'm sorry. I broke that, but I don't want to say that. Um, in uh, a different neighborhood to begin with, she is staying with her abusive grandfather because her dad and mom died. The same story goes for Milo. His dad died when he was eight, but was sick a couple of years before that. We cut to them drinking on a subway. Sophie grabs his hand to hold, and Milo uh, cracks a slight smile from this. They are sitting um, at a dock, and Milo is telling uh, telling her about how vampires can be more realistic. He goes on about the process, starting to uh, starting with sucking sucking and drinking blood. He tells her it is like it is like when you were little, uh, or excuse me, it was like when you were a little kid and you get you get a cut on your finger and you drink the blood, but that is not enough, so you transition to animals, then people. She should have been scared. Yeah, yeah. Like, she should have been she scared. Yeah, too many fun facts about vampires. Seriously. It's like, damn. It's like, Milo tells her that you can change a lot after you kill the first person, and you change even more when you kill more and more. Yeah. Damn. He tells her that vampires can actually walk into the sun, eat garlic, and he doesn't believe in the religious stuff behind the lore as well. 
Um, and I put here, this is another hint uh, that Milo is really into his craft and nothing can truly get him out of it. Sophie cracks a joke about the vampires in True Blood can die by the sun. She goes on to tell him about, the, about an episode in True Blood where a vampire commits suicide for feeling bad about his life choices. Mm. And I actually remember that episode. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that episode. It was like, this is the fucking cheesiest thing. Like, he literally goes up to the roof, waits for the sunset, and he catches on fire. Oh. And, like, his, the person he, I guess, turned, his name's Eric, and it's uh, Alex Skarsgård. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And, like, Alex Skarsgård, like, starts crying, and then when they cry, they cry blood. Oh, but shit. it's like That's crazy. Yeah. It's, See, that's it, actually an intense thing. Yeah, it's, 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 the attention to detail for the vampires is actually really fucking cool, because they all cry blood when they cry. Yeah. And, like, it's crazy because when they, like, wipe it, it's just blood smear. Oh, that's, crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And when they when they actually die, like, they just explode. Oh. Yeah. Just, okay. They just, like, explode. Not, like, an actual explosion explosion, but, like, they, nope. like, burst into blood. It's just like, oh, shit. And it's it. That's it. You're done. Cool. You're coming back. Hey. <laughs> fair enough. Like, I'm like, oh, all right. There's some cool things about True Blood. I stuck with the whole show. Damn. But then they got weird where it's, like, they started introducing, like, like, it wasn't true to its form. Yeah, it was like they started introducing like voodoo oh. and shit like that. And it was like they were throwing too much in the mix. Yeah, they had shapeshifters in Jeez. there. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know if you know who uh, Janina. Oh God, Janina Gavankar. Do you know who that is? No. She played in the morning show on Apple TV Plus. She's I forgot her name in the show, but she also played in. Um, have you seen Blind Spotting? Uh, that's the recent movie that came out recent, right? Yeah, it was. Is it the same people who did Uncut Gems? No, that's a different no. That's movie. that Never was mind. different. Yeah, um, the no. <laughs> but Blind Spotting is initially the, that movie that's about like uh, Oakland gentrification. No, I it, think I know it because it's a poster of two guys in a car or something. Like yes, that, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Dude, I know it, but never seen it. You will love that movie, probably, because it's it's uh, David and Raphael, and they're like they're best friends from Oakland, and they're legit from Oakland. That's so sad. Um, but David is the guy who played in Hamilton, who's actually going to be in the new one as well, that new movie. Um, but whatever, that's besides the point. We're a fucking horror movie podcast. Let's get back to the <laughs> musical shit. <laughs> Milo tells her that it came to be true, but he doesn't think that a vampire can actually kill themselves. Uh, sort of like an animal instinct. Uh, they start walking and they are talking about Milo's mom. Uh, he didn't attend her funeral because his brother said that he shouldn't go because it would be too hard. Lewis won't even tell Milo where the grave of his mother is because he That's gets right. all weirded out about all of, all of her, about all of that kind of stuff. Uh, they make it. They make it to their com- complex, but the group of men before are outside and call out to Milo by calling him a freak. Milo waves, but one of the guys named Andre tells him to, uh, that that's not good enough and for him to come here. Andre asks Milo about Sophie. She hesitantly in- introduces herself. Another one of the guys by the name of Troy asks why is she in the ghetto, but Andre cuts him off and tells him that she lives here now. Andre asks uh, ask her uh, why does she live here? And, and she tells him with with an attitude that she lives with her grandfather. Andre knows exactly who he is by saying, oh, is that that mean white motherfucker upstairs? Yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> That's the hood, though. <laughs> Sophie asks if she can go or if they can go now. And he's like, I'm not your daddy shit. Go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while walking away from the group, Andre yells to Milo about uh, about telling Lewis he said hello. Finally made it inside. So uh, Sophie tries 
to to make a joke about the group of men seeming nice, Milo not hinting at not hinting the sarcasm tells her that they're not nice and they're they are actually uh, in a gang and some of them have even killed, killed people. people. Yeah. He starts to tell her that he had fun tonight and was about to apologize for the group of men, but she interrupts him with a kiss and leaves. Milo uh, cut to, or excuse me, we cut to Milo sleeping and Lewis banging on his door to get up. He tells he tells him that there's a there's some white girl outside for you. <laughs> it is Sophie, and she tells Milo uh, that she has found his mother's grave. So quick, super quick. And I I was very intrigued as to how she found it. Yeah, they never say like because they didn't even tell like her name. Yeah, do you even know his last name? Fuck. Yeah. And New York's huge. Yeah. A lot of graves. Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess you can only assume that it's closer to your neighborhood, but sure. whatever. Yeah, the internet has everything. Yeah, I guess it does. That's right. I mean, the internet technically has every obituary. That's right. <laughs> so uh, they, are, they are on a bus heading, heading out to the location. They make it to a bus stop, and they are sitting down waiting. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um. Sophie Killing Time asks Milo what his va- his favorite vampire movies are. Milo tells her that he likes the more realistic ones. He starts naming um, out a bunch of different movies, but Sophie tries changing the subject uh, to ask Milo if he misses her. Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty sad. Yeah, because um, initially he's just like, that's when you kind of find out that this is something that he does find cathartic, and it is yeah. a part of his escape because he he does kind of brush it off um he tells her that he he guess he does but then he automatically just continues talking about vampires again yeah uh sophie ends the conversation with i miss them because she misses her parents yeah um oh that's what happened her parents died correct and that's why she had to go with her her grandfather yeah, I remember. Uh, after graveyard, the two interracial ghetto, uh, ghetto kids <laughs> are walking into the grave. Uh, Sophie says that she wishes that she brought flowers. Milo morbidly tells her that it doesn't make a difference because they are not going to know that they're there either way. Yeah, he's right. It's a pretty good line. It I was is. Like, Damn, that's yeah, his a, mentality. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a deep line, and it really goes with his character. Yeah. We cut to them both underneath the tree while Milo is reading a book. Sophie is bored. <laughs> Um, I keep switching her name from Sophia to Sophie. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's Sophie, but whatever. Uh, Sophie says that she wishes that she. Oh, excuse me. Um, Sophie is bored and asks him if he would like to talk, but he tells her, "No, not really." <laughs> <laughs> while on the bus, she is staring at Milo while he is reading his book. Still back in his bed, Lewis bangs on Milo's door to tell him that uh, Sophie is there again. Milo tells Lewis to tell her that uh, he is not home. I put here. I love the fact that he uh, plays vampire movies in the background every time. Yeah, like that's just his it's, thing. It's, yeah, like I love that. I mean, all those VHSs. I mean, sure. Yeah. Although he's not, he didn't watch those, right? Not he really. like watched them on his computer. Literally, just used it to like hide his money. That's it. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, we cut to we cut to this white couple in a car uh, and yell for Milo to come over. They at they they're asking him where they can buy some drugs, and I put here this scene is actually really fucked up. This is where I talked to you. It's like, oh yeah, I saw half the movie. Uh, yeah, this scene is where like oh it yeah, ramped this is up. Where, this is it ramped where, up. Yeah, it definitely sure. spirals for sure. Uh, yeah, but the scene is fucked up. Like two white kids coming to a black neighborhood, a predominantly black neighborhood. Yeah, to their ask own for fault. Drugs. That's their own fault. Fuck. It's just like 
damn. It's kind of yeah. I mean, Andre says what we're all thinking. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what? Because we're here. Oh man, like damn, dude. Fair Milo enough. says that he will help them. This is the only time I think Milo seeks revenge. I think so because Milo obviously was setting this guy up. Oh, for sure. Like it, it was like it was. There was no other intention. Uh, yeah, I was. I was thinking it's like what was his whole like deal out of this? Like yeah, he was definitely just there to set him up. Yeah. But I mean, I, and maybe this just part of his hunt that he likes to do. Maybe I think he just wanted to see how it felt. Yeah. Like to not be the on the other end of because he I think he knew he was going to die because he didn't even probably flinch when he got shot. Yeah, he didn't even care. It was just nothing to him. Yeah. Um, the, the white dude named Mike gets out of his car to follow Milo uh, to an unauthorized, to an, yeah, an unauthorized personnel uh, only door. Milo is standing by, uh, by the door and goes inside. Mike is still a little ways away from the door and is uh, nervous to go, go inside, but heads in anyway. Um, this reminds me a lot of like Candyman. A little bit. Um, were you there for that episode? No, but I watched it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So this this reminds me a lot of, uh, of Candyman when... The bathroom scene? Not necessarily the bathroom oh. scene. That's a fucked up scene. Yes, but uh, this reminds me of like when they first actually get there. Gotcha. Um, and they're like going to like check it out and stuff like that. Like, oh, these are cops. Blah, blah, blah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's what that's what it kind of reminded me of. Because um, even Andre asked him, like, are you a cop? Like, yeah, if you're, that's like, true. Yeah, if you're not assuming, like, what are you actually here for then? Uh, once he is inside, Milo is at the bottom of the stairs and uh, tells him to come on. Um, Mike follows, follows, and he is calling for Milo, but he's starting to get a little spooked, so he yells that he is going to leave. Before he can do this, Andre and his gang come, uh, come into the room laughing. Mike is, is assuming they are the people that he can buy some drugs from. Andre is pissed that he is asking for drugs. Um, he asks one of his gang members uh, what they should do with him, and he yells, we should fuck him up. Yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> the little kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was another little kid. Yeah. Uh, he runs towards uh, the the guy who says that run towards Mike, but he drops him down to the floor with ease. They all start punching and kicking him while uh, all while Milo was watching from behind a gate. Mike is on the ground, beaten and bloodied. Andre calls over little G. That was his name. Right. Little G. <laughs> um, like, Stop your crying. Yep. It it's then like, tells yeah. him to shoot him if he would like to hang out with them. One of the members is confused by Andre asking him to do this, um, but he tells him to chill. Uh, little G takes a gun, cocks the chamber back, and before Andre could tell him to stop, he shoots Mike in the stomach. Mike is on the ground dying, and the gang members are all freaking out. Andre takes the gun and finishes him off. The blood effect in this movie it's actually crazy. looks awesome. Brutal. Really, yeah, fuck. Like it looks brutal. right after the beat up scene, you see his face. I'm yeah, like, fuck, his face is fucked, fucked up. up, dude. Like yeah. it's like it got like to the point where you remember the movie Drive, right? Yeah. Like you remember like when the that movie scene? like what? Uh, I, I want to say it was the bathroom scene, the one I'm thinking of, where like he gets oh, shot the in the face. Yeah. yeah, the shotgun like, scene. It fuck. reminded me of that. Yeah, where like it, it's a movie that seems like it shouldn't belong. It looks. Real, yeah, and it felt real, yeah, and like, it was just like fuck, fuck, dude. Like I, I've That's only seen Drive movie. once, dude, and fucking love that when movie. I saw it once, I I saw that movie where I I was younger, I was I was in college, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I saw it, and I didn't like it, yeah, probably, yeah, and the it, way they marketed it was like an action movie too, exactly, it's a freaking art house film, yeah, and and that's that was its problem, and yeah, now that I'm older and that I actually really love artistic movies, have you seen I, it since? I, no. I, and I, I I need to 
soundtrack is fantastic. Oh, the soundtrack! I, so the soundtrack good. I listen to Fuck. very, very frequently. Um, so that good. fucking jacket too, dude. Oh my dude, fucking god, that scorpion. Anyway, Milo comes out <laughs> not affected by the events that is just uh, that just transpired. He looks at the dead man on the ground and leaves. While walking out, Mike's girlfriend calls over to Milo to see uh, where her boyfriend is. Milo makes a run for it, and then we cut to Milo in a police station, but he doesn't say a word. The police drive him back to his complex. Fucking cops are assholes. Nah, bruh. In front. Dude, such right assholes. In front. They're like, oh, you passed my place. Oh, did I? It's like, drops him off right in front of the gang members. Like, fuck, Fucked dude. up, dude. Like, like this, this, is a, this is the reason why I chose this movie. Yeah. Because it shows, it, even though it's directed by a white director. Yeah. And I, he I, gets I, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there, there are some things in there where I'm just like, oh, okay, that doesn't, like, that's, doesn't not, fit. that's not a real thing. But it, what makes this month for us interesting, yeah. I only chose one movie that's directed by a black director, and that's Get Out, which is the next movie that we we have after this. Um, but the main reason why I chose... Candyman was also a white director? Yes. Yeah, Candyman's also a white director. Um, huh. Candyman was directed by Bernard Rose. But uh, the reason why I chose these... Um, are not necessarily because uh, of the directors itself. Sure. I chose them mainly because all of them have to deal with some sort of social stigma. Sure, yeah. yeah. And that's that's the main reason why I chose them. And I didn't do this part on purpose. All of them have interracial relationships. I did interesting. Not, I did not do that on interesting, purpose, but I found that I was like... But that says oh, a lot, too. It does. Movie. It definitely Absolutely. does. <laughs> But especially uh, get out, fuck. Ugh. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and get out especially. <laughs> oh, photography, black and white. Gosh, there you go. Everything. Uh, fucking genius. Uh, they open the door for Milo, but Andre and his gang um, sees him getting out of the car. Andre is wondering if Milo snitched. Milo keeps walking until he makes it back to his apartment. Excuse me. Once inside, Lewis is on on the couch asking him where he has been and tells Milo that their building was on the news. He let him know that there was someone killed in the basement, but Milo acts like he doesn't know anything about that happening. We cut to Milo in the laundry room washing his clothes. Sophie comes up behind him to ask him um, ask ask him why he's avoiding her, and he tells her that he is not avoiding her, but uh, she doesn't believe him. She gets she gives him the Twilight book to read and asks him to promise to read it. Um, annoyed, he tells her that he uh, that he promises that he'll read it. Sophie, knowing something is up with Milo, kisses him, on, kisses him on the cheek and hastily leaves the room. In a flashback sequence, Milo is thinking about the day he found his mother on her bed with her wrists slit. Yeah. Uh, he drops his black paper bag um, and starts heading closer to her bed um, or her bedside. Milo touches the sticky blood on her wrist and tastes her blood. The flashback is interrupted by Lewis coming back into the room, telling him to get out of the room. Lewis asks him that he heard that he heard that he was uh, talking to the police, but Milo tells him that he wasn't talking to them. He was wondering why Milo was uh, with the cops to begin with if he didn't talk to them. Lewis and I put here Lewis can um, completely protect can't completely protect his brother from Andre and his goons, and he knows that this is going to yeah. probably turn out to a sticky situation. Uh, Milo keeps telling him that he didn't talk to the, uh, to the cops about the incident in the basement. Lewis says okay and sits down on the couch, but Milo, but asks Milo if if he saw what happened. Milo tells him that he did see it. Lewis is wondering if Andre and his gang saw him um, see what happened. He tells Milo that he can't protect 
protect him from them. Um, and Milo goes to his room, but Lewis follows him to tell him uh, to not trust the police either because they can frame him for all all of yeah. this shit. And Milo, irritated, says okay to everything that his brother is saying. And even Lewis is just like, like believe me on this. Like, yeah. like listen to me on this. Um, really looking out for him. Exactly. And I really like m- the way Milo acts, like in general. Sure. Um, uh, I, just I like a uh, whatever right, attitude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of a whatever attitude, but at the same time, like. Nothing faces him. The way he talks, like you can tell, like he still has a little bit of hood in him. Sure. Like he has like that 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 demeanor where he like he he can kind of do like the switching yeah, thing in a way. Um but and by the way, most black people could do that. <laughs> Switch <laughs> well, it up. I'm just saying, most black people could do that. Um it's it's a real thing. We definitely talk different when we're around each other. <laughs> <laughs> we got to Milo uh and Sophie sitting down on a on a lookout. Sophie asks Milo if, if this is what uh he does up there. Um, and he tells her that he comes here to study. She asks him if he believes in God, and Milo says no. Um, but she does. Milo thinks that when people just uh, when people die, they just die. die. They are Nothing gone. Uh, they don't really end up anywhere, and they're just dead. Sophie tells him that uh, tells him not to say that because it it is creepy. Um, and she jokingly changes the subject. She asks him what would what would he do if he had a million dollars. Milo reverts the question back to Sophie and says, "What if I told you I have a million dollars?" Interesting question. It's like, how many people did you kill? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she jokes that she would steal it, but says that she would actually ask to borrow some so she can leave the, uh, leave this place and move with her cousin. Sophie asks uh, the question to him again. Milo tells her that uh, he has plans. Yeah. We cut to Milo heading to the park. He makes uh uh excuse me, I wrote that wrong. He goes inside of a forested area and starts reading. A ball drops down to Milo and another kid uh, coming down to retrieve it. The kid extends his hand to take the ball back. He doesn't even say anything. No. He just kind of just like has his hand out. I would have slapped his hand. Like, boy, you what better the fuck? ass. Like, hand out my face. It's my ball now. <laughs> like, <laughs> For some reason, I thought he was going to stab the ball. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> there you go. Like staring directly Stupid into his kid. eyes while he did it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been so funny. Uh, Milo, has, uh, Milo has one hand on his pen um, as if he was going to strike, but gives the kid the ball back instead. The kid's mom called out to him, and then the kid leaves to go with his mom. Milo uh, is going into the complex, and but Andre and one of his goons, Malik, are outside the door. They start interrogating him about speaking to the cops. Andre thinks that he has uh, he was down there when Mike got killed. Uh, Milo plays dumb and tells him that he didn't speak to the cops about anything. Andre tells uh, tells him uh, this ain't over. This ain't over, <laughs> little man. Before he leaves, Milo is knocking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I put it like this. Milo is knocking <laughs> boots with Sophie. <laughs> knocking uh, boots. They're having sex. <laughs> um, hills to Jesus. Uh, while they are watching a vampire movie, Sophie leaves um, and Lewis congratulates him. And I put here, that's actually a really good brother dynamic. Yeah. Um, and I put that this is really important for young black men growing up. Uh, you hear the jokes about <laughs> black fathers not being in the picture. Um, and, it's kind of true for some some of us, myself included. Uh, but if, like, if you have a brother, um, they are technically considered like your role model. And, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. It's it's 
it's interesting because it, it's something that I've always kind of, um, I guess, dealt with. Sure. Um, and with my brother, it was uh, it was harder for him because he he's also gay. Gotcha. And like us being in the area that we grew up in, and him being a gay black man, like it wasn't received well. Yeah. Um, but we were also really far apart in age. Yeah. So, like, he definitely was more of a father figure to me because we're seven years apart. Okay. So, like, when he was 17, like, I was se- I was 10. Yeah. And like, jeez. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and then he left, and that's when that's when it was just like, okay, like, now I don't have that father figure anymore, sure. so I don't really know who to talk to. Um, so I, just, I mainly hung out with girls. <laughs> and I was just like, not a terrible thing. No, it's not. <laughs> um, we cut to Milo pulling out his calendar once again and calling out to Lewis to ask what day is it, and uh, he missed one of his feedings. <laughs> we uh, cut back to the flashback of his mother's uh, sliced wrist showing us the object used, pictures of her sons um, as children next to her bedside. Her arm slightly raises up to Milo to take a drink. Back with Milo officially this time, he walks out of his room to watch TV with Lewis. While watching TV, the doorbell rings. It is Sophie. She ran away from her grandfather because he hurt her. She asked Milo if she can stay with him. We cut to them watching a funny, uh, a funny, quote-unquote, YouTube <laughs> video. Uh, Sophie yeah. finds it to be hilarious, but Milo's just like, this shit yeah. is not funny. And I was with him. Yeah, it was not that I funny. Was like, it was just really weird. Kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah that was, that's what I kind of felt. Uh, we cut to them walking to the beach. Um, they're sitting down sharing some more alcohol. Because it's not beer. <laughs> yeah, they drink a lot of alcohol but together. Nice. They do. Yeah, they drink a lot of alcohol together. Never see them drunk. No. They can really hold their liquor. Yes, they can. <laughs> um, we cut to them getting groceries and cleaning out the apartment while Lewis sits on the couch continuing to watch TV. Damn, Lewis. Get your ass up, dog. Lewis like, on the couch. <laughs> damn. And he really just is just like... Yeah. You know, I'm I'm chilling. My brother's taking care of this. I don't have to do anything. Whatever. Lewis, get your ass up. (laughs) Um, Milo and Sophie are in his bed watching a movie, and Milo asks her if she uh, should get her. What's the beach scene where he, like, Stabs her, but Not it was yet. all a dream. Nope. Not yet. That, Not yet, that's, guys. Not yet. That's <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's later. Um, that's more towards the end. Yeah. Uh, but I don't oh, know if yeah, it's the right. same beach, though. Probably not. No. Um, I'm trying to remember. Milo and Sophie are in bed watching a movie, and Milo asks her if she should get her things from her grandfather's. Uh, Milo tells her that uh, she could stay here as long as she needs to. He extends his hand out to hold hers. The next morning, Milo is getting ready to leave, and he tells her that um, he will get her stuff back from her grandfather, and he would also get, like, Lewis involved and stuff like that. Sophie comes out of Milo's room to ask Lewis if, if he has stamps or an envelope, <laughs> and Lewis is like, uh... And he looks around a little bit. He's like, nah. Nah. <laughs> nah not in this house. <laughs> uh, Lewis tells her no, and, but then asks if she uh, really likes Milo. And she tells him, yeah. And, and heads back away. into Milo's room. <laughs> Here be the, yeah, right. I do. Okay. Uh, while, while in Milo's room, Sophie starts going through his drawers um, looking for paper. Right? Yeah. Like, look for oh, no, I thought she was a little snoopy. She definitely started snooping as soon as she yeah. saw some shit that she wasn't supposed to see. Um, but she finds these drawings and his notebook. 
Meanwhile, Milo is out paying bills. Um, and I put shit here, done. Yeah, pretty much. And I put here, you got to grow up pretty fast in the hood. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you do. Sophie is still in his room checking out the notebooks that Milo has written. She is uh, seeing all of all of his rules and hunting of hunting and how to kill people to drink their blood. Mm. Damn. Normal stuff you find. <laughs> so normal, she gets super disgusted and puts the book down. And but leaves. then she notices that there's a calendar underneath his bed and the pen that also turns into the shiv. So funny. Fuck, dude. Back to Milo walking back home. Um, he makes it back and notices that his door is left wide open. Lewis tells him that she didn't say anything. She just left. Milo goes into his room, and all of the vampiric shit is on his bed and floor. Um, Milo doesn't seem mad by this. He just more so seems a little concerned. Uh, he checks his money to see if it's still there, and it is. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, then he runs up to the ninth floor to check to see if Sophie is there. Um, she... She isn't, so he tries calling her instead and leaves a voicemail letting her know that he can explain all of that stuff that she saw. We cut to Milo tra- traveling down the streets um, of a bustling nightlife in New York. Um, and I put here, I love how he just wanders until he just stumbles upon someone. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I love how he just chooses a victim. <laughs> yeah, he's like, eh, this will do. Yeah, he's like, eh, this works. While walking, he hears an argument between a drunk man and a woman. The drunk man slaps the woman across the face and starts walking away. Milo uh, uh, begins to follow him. Keeping his distance, they eventually get into a building. Milo allows the man to go inside first while he watches him from outside the door. And I don't know if you noticed, but that was actually kind of creepy. Oh, like yeah. He had his hands and his face like on the glass. Yeah, I was like, fuck, that's actually a little uh, creepy little kid. Yeah, that's actually pretty <laughs> creepy. Uh, the man goes into, into his room but leaves the keys inside the keyhole because he's fucking drunk. Milo heads inside and closes the door. Not quietly, by the way. Yeah, he was hella loud. He was so loud, uh, which is probably why it woke up the daughter. Yeah. But, I mean, the dad was also loud, too. Yeah. Once inside, Milo pulls out his pin, his uh, pin shiv, and starts searching for the man. He notices that the door is slightly cracked open, but there's a little girl that notices Milo in the apartment. Milo sees her and chooses to attack her. They struggle a bit, um, but he stabs her in the neck and starts sucking her blood. I actually hate this scene. Really? Mainly because, like, I I hate that feels out of character. I, or I, not, not necessarily the fact that it's out of character. I just hate that. Um, a little girl was the only one who could kind of overpower him uh, versus I, okay. these grown m- men who should be able to overpower him. Sure. Yeah. So, like, I think I think that's... A little weird. Yeah. Also, not well, that that's, think, like, someone that was expecting something. Like, they were right in front of him where he sneaks up on everyone else. That's true. But at the same yeah. time, um, I another reason why I don't like it is that the little girl doesn't like grunt or scream or anything. Yeah, she doesn't scream at all. Like she's just like she's like uh, stop and then uh, uh, and then stab and, and like when she gets stabbed, she just automatically her head just turns. Like, I'm, I'm dead now. <laughs> she's like it's like the the, the uh, director um, Michael O'Shea was like like okay now turn your head you're dead <laughs> and like okay <laughs> three two one uh, dead uh, dead. Perfect. We got it, Sophia. Like, <laughs> Here's your candy board. That's your payment. <laughs> now fuck off to the streets. <laughs> you know what actually makes more sense now, though, as to why he was looking at the guy in the bathroom? Knowing, because remember yeah. like when he was peeing? Knowing the backstory of the previous short of how it was a pedophile? Yeah. 
and like I think he was just checking to see if he was also a pedophile. Could be. To yeah. give to give him a justable reason as to like you don't this. belong in society kind yeah. of thing. Um but whatever. He doesn't. Um Milo gets up and just immediately throws up on the floor. After he is done emptying his gut, he uh, goes to the drunk man to finish what he truly came here for. Uh, he sees him passed out on his bed. Milo moves his shirt to expose a piece of his neck and stabs him twice and sucks on his blood. Milo is now on the subway and he is definitely shaky after those kills. He notices the blood on his hands and starts to clean, up, clean himself. Um, he also wipes tears from his eyes. And I, and I even put here, I was like, killing that little kid probably really got to him. Yeah. Because Milo doesn't look that old. No. But he looks like he's at least 13, 14. Yeah. Maybe a little bit older, maybe 15. But that that was definitely a little kid compared to him. Like, she was probably 10. Yeah. Um, Milo walked to the top of his of a uh, patio area, looking down, contemplating the thought of killing himself. He doesn't go through with it, but instead heads home. He looks at his brother, who is asleep on the couch while the TV is on. Milo goes into his room to get the money that he killed for. While putting the rest of the money back, he drops all the VHS tapes that's hiding the money. I put here, you can definitely tell that Milo is really off, right? Like, yeah, and he's like, all shooken up. Exactly, like he he's he's not really on like how he used to be. Yeah. Um, but Milo is lying down in bed, not looking at the movie at all. He's just looking straight up at the ceiling. He cut. He comes out of his room to sit down with Lewis. Lewis looks at Milo and tells him that he looks like shit. <laughs> Milo asks Lewis if he uh, killed anybody while he was away in the army. Lewis tells him no, but he saw a lot of death um, while he was there, and he said like a lot of body body parts. parts. Yeah. Um, which I was like, damn, that's rough. Uh, he tells Milo that he needs that um, he needs to do what he has to do and to not feel guilty about it because there's worse people out there. True, um, but that obviously he doesn't know what Milo truly does. <laughs> uh, he lets Milo know that more people are doing a lot worse than uh, he is even thinking about. Milo gets up and tells Lewis good night. Lewis chuckles and uh, tells him good night back. And then he tells Milo that uh, their mom, because uh, Milo asks, like, why are you Mrs. laughing? And yeah. um, he tells Milo that he was like, of course, our mom would give us names that she like she knew we would get our asses kicked for it. Yeah. Like Milo and Lewis. <laughs> uh, he tells Milo that he misses her. and Milo responds that he does as well. Yeah. And it's a good scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. It's a great scene. It, it's a scene that really kind of hits home for sure. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Sophie standing on the roof that Milo used to take her. Milo comes through the door and she greets him, then apologizes for finding his stuff. She asks him what uh, what was it all about, and but Milo tells her it doesn't, doesn't even matter. matter anymore because he is no longer writing. Instead, he is making another plan. So before he had a plan, yeah, and he was like, "Fuck that plan." There's like a new plan. plan. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Milo sitting on the, on the fire escape stairs, thinking. Then Milo goes up to Andre uh, to give him some stolen goods. Straight setup shit. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so he can uh, gain his trust again after dealing with the cops. Afterwards, Milo goes back to the police station. Milo then heads to Sophie's apartment and gives her some flowers. He uh, takes her to Coney Island for one last bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I, my, this is my second time watching this movie, and me knowing what's going to happen, this part actually kind of made me tear up. Damn, because I was just like, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, this is legit. Like, he's doing all of this for her. Yeah, 
Like absolutely. Like he's just. Yeah, like, he I is. want this to, to be work. the last thing you truly think of me as. Yeah. And like, fuck, man, I'm serious enough, kind of thinking about it, but um, they sail on the beach to share a forty. Actually, the first time That's I knew cute. what kind of thing they were drinking. <laughs> so um, how does she get all these fucking beers? That's true. God damn. Uh, she tells him that, I mean, she is a little taller than him, but whatever. Uh, she tells him that uh, this was nice. Milo thinks about pulling out the, uh, out his shiv and stabbing Sophie in the neck to suck her blood. He is, And I put here, he's probably thinking about one last taste before he pulls the trigger. Yeah. Um, Sophie snaps him out of the thought, and she's like, what's up with the crazy eyes? He's like, crazy eyes? Like, <laughs> uh, Milo, like, yeah. <laughs> Milo is uh, uh, taking Sophie back to her apartment, but before he lets lets her go completely, he tells her that um, he wants to give her something. Um, it is the wad of money that he has been stealing. Um, Sophie asks him if he would like to come with her to her cousin's um to her cousin's house, but he tells her that he can't because she will not like him in the end. Yeah. Fuck. So good. So good. Milo runs. This is where this movie takes a turn where it's just like, this is really good storytelling. Correct. Yeah. Like before. It's all leading up to this. Yeah. The payoff. Exactly. The the payoff. payoff. And this is really good. Yeah. This is a fantastic payoff because it's now starting to hit you. And you even, you know, as an audience, like, okay, like he's obviously thinking about committing suicide. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's honestly kind of a fucked up thing to and it's weird because i thought he was gonna come in suicide like the normal way but it's sure. him not doing that yeah. he had a whole plan to because he truly thinks yeah. he's a vampire yeah so he he's just like no like i i can't commit to work around this it way. exactly so he tries to find a workaround because he, so i thought he was just like cleaning up house he's like oh i'm gonna get these guys in trouble i'm gonna like have exactly. a girl escape and then do it but it was and all he left part some of money for uh lewis too yeah because he took money out that's right um so, yeah, that's that's uh, it's just a fucked up situation, man. I felt horrible for Lewis yeah. because Lewis is now officially all alone. Yeah, and I I just felt so bad for him. But like, it, if you even truly think about this movie, and even going around the second go around, but if you truly think about this movie, this is literally just a movie of you watching someone spiral into committing suicide. It's true, and it's it's a fucked up thought, but that is probably one of the most important things behind this movie, especially of, of a kid who lives in the hood. Right. Um, mainly because like, and there's this, there's this, this thing on Apple music. Um, it's like this radio, uh, it's a part of beats one radio. And I forgot her name. I could, I could look it up really quick. Um, but anyway, she says this thing in here that's extremely fascinating where she says, um, like, cause she's from New York. And she says, uh, gosh, what is her name? Hold on, I'm going to find it really quick. Oh, here it is. Oops, I don't mean to do that part. Um, but she's her name is uh, Princess Nokia. Interesting. And Nokia. It's, it's called The Voices in My Head. And initially she's just playing a lot of like emo music and things like that. But she's Puerto Rican from New York, and she she's from the Bronx. Interesting. Um, and... She said, she says this thing that always has resonated with me because I was a kid from the hood as well that listened to hardcore and, and emo music. And she said that um, kids from the hood are the saddest kids of all. And, and it was something that like resonated with me so much because she was like, 
a lot of kids from the hood, they didn't they listen to rap because it was their their area and their upbringing. Correct, yeah. And they liked it. Yeah. But at the same time, like emo music is the music that really resonates with you because it it was one of those things that like all of this screaming that's happening in this song and all of this pain that they're feeling is something that is they're able to kind of get out. And that's this mo- this movie reminds me of that whole entire playlist mainly because mm-hmm. of this is literally this kid who's honestly just sad. Yeah. And he's trying to find a way to um, uh, compartmentalize it and to deal with his sadness and his loathe of himself because he hates himself. True. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's fucked, man. It's really fucked. Uh, We cut to Milo in bed uh, uh, and sirens are sounding in the background. Uh, Milo gets gets up to look outside the window and he opens the window to see the commotion. You could hear Andre and his goons yelling about uh, yelling out five zero and running away. A cop is telling them to drop the gun and shots are fired. We uh, dissolve to Milo in school, speaking with his counselor, asking her if he can go draw. She asks him, "What does he? What um, has he been drawing lately?" And he says he's been drawing the sun a lot. Um. Milo heads back to his apartment, and Lewis asks him if he has heard the news about Andre's gang uh, getting arrested. Milo plays dumb, and Lewis tells him that uh, they are accused for killing the white guy in the basement and also a family in the village. Yeah. Framed his ass for the whole shit. So I guess all of that stuff he just stole from their house then. Correct, yeah. And he just put it in his backpack. Milo <laughs> goes into... Oh, Jesus Christ. He legit had the plan. Planned it out. He had a plan. Milo goes into his room and starts packing up the vampire shit into a garbage bag. Um, Delete the evidence, man. (laughs) Uh, Milo is is, uh, walking and tries to call Sophie to make sure she has left. She doesn't answer, so he continues walking. Milo's uh, phone starts to ring, but someone calls out, hey, freak, and then shoots Milo multiple times in the chest. Damn. Fuck, dude. Wouldn't all be in all while Sophie he could have talked to Sophie one last time. Fuck, one last time. Uh, we cut back to Sophie calling him, leaving him a message before she gets on the bus to go to her cousin's. Back to Milo being picked up by the ambulance. Meanwhile, Sophie is on the bus. Milo is classified dead and zipped into the body bag by the coroner. We are, uh, uh, Sophie is on the bus, uh, not truly knowing about the conclusion of Milo. We are going through Milo's autopsy. Uh, they are taking taking out the bullets from um, and his heart uh, from his body. Afterwards, they place him in a boxed coffin. Sophie is sitting on a bench. Um, she goes into the bag that was given to her from Milo and takes a note. Um, about him hating Twilight, um, and she laughs at this. Such a good ending. But then she begins to cry. Yeah. Uh, mainly because she starts to read Milo's letter. Yeah. Um, during this, Milo's coffin is being taken to the grave, and you hear a voiceover of Milo reading the, reading the letter Yeah. Um, while he's being buried. And the letter says, I've been thinking a lot, and maybe a vampire can kill himself. I mean, maybe not kill himself, but arrange it. Like if he could do something and I know that uh, it would get him and excuse me, like he could do something and know that it would get him killed. That uh, that would get around the rule. I think I'm not sure vampire. I'm not sure vampires should exist or are meant to be. Uh, excuse me. Are meant to I'm exist. not sure. I'm not sure vampires sh- um, are meant to be here. 
I mean, I know they're always been they've always been here, but I mean, if you can only exist to hurt people and you and you know better, then maybe it's better to divide um uh to divide excuse me, to not exist at all. Damn. I wish I would have read that better, but still uh, it's it, good. It, it was good words. It was such damn such heartening words. Yeah. And it was the perfect way to end this movie. It really was. It was fucking perfect to end this movie this way. And that's why I like this movie. Like like I said, this is a movie that I definitely can't get, suggest to the average horror fan. True. Um, yeah, it's a very specific audience. Yeah, like this is a movie that like I would say if you're an avid horror watcher, yes, watch this movie. Um, and uh, if you're a listener of this podcast, yes, watch this movie. Definitely watch it. Because yeah. like we, we do tackle art house films and, and amateur films and things like that. And this is a very amateur film with a slow build and so on and so forth. The great payoff. Fantastic payoff. Yeah. The payoff is absolutely beautiful in this. Um, and after this, we, we get the credits. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, they, I, honestly, I, I have nothing else to really say about this movie. It, it's just a fantastic movie. Yeah, the actor is really good too. The kid yeah, he's is so good, really, really good. And I, I, would I would love, love to see, to see him, him more. more. Yep, yep. Like yep. I was just like thinking that I was like, God, why hasn't unless he been that in monotone <laughs> behavior is all he's got. I don't know. He can't well, do I, any other things. I don't know. We'll, we'll we see. We would have to see. Like yeah. it's possible that he just doesn't want to do more. Yeah, that's true. It is possible. Yeah. Um, but I would I would love to see him in more stuff because like this kid is just he's so good at grounding a character. Yeah. And he's so good at playing a protagonist. Yeah. Because it's just it fuck, man. It's just it's it was it worked so well. And um I love that like even in the movie that he brings up Let the Right One In because this movie is very much similar to Let the Right yeah, One that's In. True. Yeah. Um Finding yourself into your actions exactly. and what you're doing and self-discovering. Yeah, and and instead of this being more of a fanta- more of a fantastical version of a vampire, this is a more it's grounded internal version. struggle of a kid exactly. who doesn't know what he's really doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's a sad fucking movie, man. Yeah, it is. it's a sad movie, but it's a it's a very beautiful movie, and I highly suggest thinking about this movie, like yeah. after you watch it. And having a conversation with someone about this movie. Absolutely. Because this movie is definitely a great conversation starter. And it's it's something that just... It's not very long. It's not. No, no, no. Yeah. This movie was... Um, hour 40-ish? Yeah, yeah, hour 40-ish. Oh, I actually didn't say the runtime. Excuse me. I usually say the runtime on these. Um, but yeah, it was about an hour and uh, 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, my apologies, people. I'm messing up my, my feng shui yeah, over here. Okay. Didn't didn't say my, my runtime. I was like, What? Hold the phone. What yeah. exact camera they use? Come on. Yeah. What's going on <laughs> How here? How could you not? Um, but yeah, I I couldn't find any type of... I, I Fun facts for it. Yeah. Correction, I found some fun facts. Um, oh, actually, I found the gross. Uh, op- it, 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 um, <laughs> Not well. Good. It made uh, $2,000. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it made $22,000, though. Uh, worldwide, it was 28000 28000 Opening weekend, 5,000. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Opening weekend in the UK. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was in, yeah, it got released in the UK. I don't think he, I don't think Eric Ruffin is from the UK, though. I think Aaron Moten is, though, the guy who played Lewis. Yeah. I think he's from the UK, but whatever. 
so curious what the budget yeah. was. Oh, this guy, Eric, uh, Aaron Moden, he's in that stupid show, Disjointed, on uh, Netflix. It's like that super shitty sitcom with Kathy Bates. Yeah, don't no. watch it. <laughs> don't watch it. Um, but he's also in The Night Of. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's he's in one. The Night Of. That's a great fucking show. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Watch this movie and let us know what you think of this movie. Tell us on over on Twitter at Goodnight Life, and that's night with a K. Okay. Um, by all means, we want to hear it. We want to hear your thoughts. Like this is honestly one of the one of the cooler ones to have a conversation about. Yes. Also, um, filmed with the Canon C five hundred. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. Canon I know C500. that was really like on your guys' minds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Why is this camera so shaky? <laughs> but like, I legit think he just couldn't afford to have a tripod. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just because you can't just have a tripod either. Like, you need something that's going to have to be able to scale and and so on and so forth. So he probably all he could afford was probably lenses. Yeah. Probably. So, man. Fuck, dude. Good job, though. All in all, great job. And I, I'm very, very happy of, of what he did. But the next movie that we're going to be showing is Jordan Peele's Get Out. Yes. That is uh, our next topic there. Um, and, oh, my God. Fucking Get Out. Get out of here. Oh, Get Out Town. Get Out, get out Town. town. But no, seriously, get, get out, out of my house. Get out <laughs> is, is, is going to is such a, a fantastic conversational piece. Oh, um, for sure. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for us to jump into that one for sure. Uh, but this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Across from me, we had Freddie. Have a good night or a good day, depending on when you're listening. Yeah, but good night. <laughs> <laughs> um, also known as a Nighty Night. Uh, once again, David, not here. We do miss you. So Spooky boys. Spooky boys. We're not the same without you. Our efforts to get this show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can support. Uh, you can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with what? K. By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Don't forget about it.